G-Wagon, 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 yo. Happy birthday to me. 7.58 a.m. April 24th, 2019. My birthday. 26 years old. Turned 26 at 12.38 p.m. officially. Lunchtime. But it's going to be a good day. Not Nothing really planned for, for the birthday. Just a nice relaxing day. Drinking some coffee right now out in the backyard. Reading the newspaper. My dad just told me about the hockey game. Um, apparently the San Jose Sharks scored four goals in a five-minute penalty period. Against Las Vegas, Nicholas Cage's team, the team that Nicholas Cage coaches, is head coach of, and um, that Lillard, Damian Lillard, last night though, another buzzer beater to end a series, just like in 2014 when he ended the Rockets series with buzzer beater in Portland, uh, three pointer, did the same thing last night, but it was a. Uh, it was like a step back, like 37-footer, just like insanely, like 10 feet, like 15 feet behind the three-point line or whatever. Just a four-point shot, basically. Because you know how they did the, didn't they do the four-point shot in like the Celebrity Game or something, or the Rising Stars game, or one of those, one of those sideshows on the, in the All-Star weekend? I think they just tried the four-point shot, so maybe the Skills Challenge. But that's what that's what this was. I don't know why. When like even when he was shooting it, I was like, "What are you doing?" Because <laughs> he stepped back. It was a step back shot from from almost half court, and just a, a normal jump shot. And he just drained it. It was it was like one one of the most incredible shots I've ever seen. It was <laughs> that was the only good game last night. All the other games were complete blowouts. The Sixers blew out the Nets. My Brooklyn Nets team, my finals team, is out, eliminated now. The Nuggets blew out the Spurs at home, so they're up 3-2. And then all the Raptors blew out the Magic, so they ended that series. So it's now it's going to be Toronto versus Philly. So I got Philly in that series. I got the Sixers, even though Toronto has... I believe Toronto has home court. Yeah, because it's a two-seed. Sixers are a three-seed. So Toronto has home court. And, yeah, it's going to be Bucks celtics So I got Bucks in five, and then Sixers in seven. Let's go seven. Sixers in seven. So then it'll be Bucks sixers I'll say, hmm, let's go Let's go uh, Bucks. Let's go Bucks in seven over over Philly. So I got, I've, I'm changing up my picks now. Now that the Brooklyn's out. So I got the Nets or not the Nets. I got the uh, the Bucks in the finals now, defeating the Philadelphia 76ers in seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then in the West, um, Warriors played today. Uh, Jazz Rockets played today. I think the I think the Rockets will end that series and um 
I think Golden State will end that series. So, um, yeah, there's your NBA talk. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. I gotta do something fun. I think we're going to Pizza Coop, which is a restaurant in Woodenville. Um, been there a few times. It's not the normal pizza place we go to. We usually go to Malpy Pizza over in uh, Malpy, which is just past Woodenville, just past the the Woodenville Costco on a uh, 522. But um, yeah, we're gonna go to Pizza Coop, watch some basketball there. Maybe we'll go to. Maybe we'll go to the cider place before. I like, I like going to a cider place. My mom is a member at uh, Locust, Locust over in over in Woodville, over by Sean's apartment, over there. So, yeah, I want to. I'm gonna have to do some. I'll do some day drinking today, because <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing planned. I want to celebrate my birthday too. But I do. I have to go to the dentist again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. I have to return to the dentist just to just to get a little bit of silver put on my tooth so it's not like a big deal like I'm sure I was thinking about it last night I was like it wouldn't make that be that big a deal if I missed that dentist appointment but I'm gonna go I mean it's gonna be my last one it's gonna be my last one there so I might as well go I mean it's only supposed to take like 10 minutes but I just think it's I'll just, I'll just get up early, you know, whatever. It's not early, but it's my birthday, though, so I want to stay up late. <laughs> I want to stay up late doing fun stuff, but I guess uh, I got an 8 a.m. dentist appointment, so <laughs> it is what it is, whatever. I've already talked enough smack about the dentist. How, man, I don't know. I don't know why. I I think it's because they're, they're like the therapists of, of doctors. <laughs> if you don't consider, like, uh a doctor or therapist. They're the therapists of medical doctors. Because they, I mean, not necessarily. They're kind of like a reverse therapist. Because they make you lay down like how you would lay down on the couch when you're talking to a therapist. But then but then you have to just listen to them talk. Like, like how you would go to a therapist and you would lay down and you would be the one talking. At the dentist, you, you go lay down and then, then you just listen to a person talk to you just for an hour or however however much your your dentist <laughs> talks about talks about the the power of god and the power of the lord um <laughs> which is what happened to me um I, I i'm just too polite or too nice i think to i don't want to make it awkward and be like i don't know i wonder if it'd be rude to be like to say that it's making me uncomfortable or I don't like I don't like just listening to someone just preach to me just nonstop. But I mean I think I noticed that she meant she means well, I know. So like her intent is good. But um it's I don't know, it's just kind of kind of annoying when someone preaches to you a bunch and you can't talk because you have big power tools in your mouth and, and you just you just have to listen. Did you know that Sam Kinison was a dentist before he became a preacher? Before he became a common comedian? <laughs> yeah, Sam Kinison was a dentist. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, that'd be funny if... That'd be funny if, like, most comedians started as dentists. Like, four out of five comedians started their careers as dentists. <laughs> um, I could see it, though, because it gives you, like, an opportunity to have the floor... And to practice uh, kind of public speaking to an audience, 
without like any resistance though because they're not gonna you're like oh what's this driving by oh the garbage truck recology I think that must be recycle actually um but yeah you have no you have no way to stop it the dentist they can talk to you about whatever they want and unless you report them or something you just sit there and listen but um the garbage truck that's a good job garbage trucks a I think that's like a solid job I'm sure they're in a union they probably get paid pretty well I think it takes some skill I don't know why I'm just talking about it's like a garbage garbage truck driver is not a bad job I mean I bet I bet they pull in like 60,000 70,000 a year or something I mean and all you're doing is you just have to learn how to drive that big truck learn how to operate heavy machinery but I think it's kind of like a mailman it's like a heavy duty mailman or mail carrier or whatever um cause I don't know it's, you're just going around the same neighborhoods every day it's kind of like one of those every day is the same kind of jobs but it's nice though cause you can be outside I, I think the jobs were jobs where you can be outside all day kind of nice but then again you have to drive around all day so that's not that that's kind of tough but I don't know as far as I don't know why I'm just launching into a, a job talk about garbage garbage people but as far as a, like different jobs go I'd rather I'd rather be like a garbage a garbage man than like work in a like work in the office I think I'd I think I'd rather do that it's, it's just more like more excitement more diversity in your day you're not going to be just staring at a computer screen all day or sitting in a cubicle. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, but I mean, you get moved around a little more. Like I always see like the UPS drivers and the FedEx drivers, like their their calves, their legs are always just jacked and huge, and they're always wearing like nice running shoes and shorts and nice like Nike athletic socks, like dry fit socks, <laughs> and just um like breaking a sweat like these guys are always like running around because they're always running to their next uh location to the next delivery trying to turn to catch up trying to race against the clock and I, I like that like i like how like it seems like every day for those guys for those guys and gals um it's like every day is like the last day of their career <laughs> like every day they they're like trying super hard they're and they're not they don't have time to time to waste like thinking about anything really like they don't have time to waste like pondering like <laughs> pondering what career choice they could have made or what what their life has become or whatever like i like those kinds of jobs that just uh keep you busy like things to do uh things like activities that need to be checked off the to-do list um i think those are the best kinds of jobs I mean, stuff that, like, concrete stuff that, like, I'm, that's why I love, like, writing and podcasting. It's because just everything, everything about, like, creating and making stuff, creating art, being an artiste. Um, I just love the, the physical product that is a result of it. Like, I love the process of doing it, too, like I've talked about. I love, like, just talking, of course, and writing and like having crazy like exploring these like creative thoughts and putting them into the universe and in a physical form 
But um, yeah, I love the process of doing it. But I also love looking at the finished product and being like, and just stacking it up, just stacking it up. Just keep, I love just uh, the idea of just stacking podcasts. Like I'm making like a, like a pyramid. I'm building my pyramid of podcasts right now. <laughs> and, and blog posts and books and everything. Everything I ever, it sounds so like uh, grandiose, but well, nobody else is gonna do it for you though. Like I have to do it by myself. There's nobody, nobody's gonna make stuff for me. Like the only person that can, that can do it is you. So, and the only person that knows like what you want to do really is you. So, um, like I always hear people talking about like wanting to start something, like wanting to start a blog or a podcast or write a book or something. It's like, don't don't tell me about it. Just do it do it then tell me about it you know (laughs) like you don't have to tell me about wanting to do it just you should have already done it I mean I'm not trying to be like harsh or anything but I think that's like I think being harsh and being like realistic is like um it's a form of kindness it's because kindness is different than niceness I've heard this discussion like sometimes it's bad to be just nice because because then you you like let people think that like what they're doing is okay or like I don't know you like let people off easy or you don't tell them the truth about like something they're doing that isn't leading to success but you're just being nice so your excuse is you're just being nice like you don't want to tell them that they're wrong or that they could do something differently in a make it an easier route to success but so I think it's it's not always good to be nice but it's always good to be kind like kindness is different Kindness is just uh, treating people with respect and like treating them the way that you'd want to be treated. The golden rule. But that's what <laughs> I like. How I'm just breaking it down all of a sudden. This is I like to get on my on my Dr. Phil Zamboni. <laughs> I'm thinking hockey still because uh, my dad just told me about that hockey match or game. Is it a game or a match? Uh, about <laughs> about. The hockey bout. Um, yeah, Dr. Phil, Oprah. I think that those people, like, why they become successful? Why did Dr. Phil and Oprah and, like, Ellen all become, like, uh, modern-day yogis? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's because they're on TV during the day. I think part of the reason is because they're on TV during the day. And the people that watch, the, people that watch them on TV during the day. What am I trying to say? I don't know, like, those are the type of people that are susceptible to kind of falling for those. Like, I'm not saying that they're tricking people, but, like, they're kind of repetitive. Like, all those, like, Oprah, Dr. Phil, Ellen, like, all those, like, self-helpy, really positive. I mean, I like the positivity, too, though, because I wrote What's in the Fridge, which is kind of a motivational type of book, kind of a (laughs) Oprah-inspired, if you will. But um, I think that the people who are watching those shows during the day, they might just be more susceptible to like, to miracle type of drug, like to a miracle, not miracle drugs, but miracle um, problem solvers. Like, you, you know what I'm trying to say? Like the people that watch like Oprah or Dr. Phil just like sitting around TV, like was, when's that show on? Like noon, like on weekdays, just on in the middle of the day on a weekday. Like, they're probably, they might be unemployed, or maybe they just work at night, though. Like, you could just work at night, or in the evening. 
but maybe you don't have a lot going on for you because <laughs> cause you're just you're not working like a nine to five job or something or you're not busy during the day. So you're looking for like a way like a way out or someone to help you, like someone to give you like a like a hand so you can to lift you out of this of this well of despair. This wishing well of despair. <laughs> Paradox. <laughs> um that'd be funny. That'd be a funny skit. Like a wishing well that only gives people like they they wish it they uh flip coins into it and make wishes, but then it only it's like a final destination. It's a reverse wishing well. That'd be kind of a fun that'd be a fun, like scary, um but a funny horror movie. Like I like the like horror comedies. Um, that'd be a good one. I would call it wishing, wishing bad. Ooh, wishing worst, wishing worst. Instead of wishing well, wishing worst. I like that. Or wishing bad. But wishing bad is too similar to Breaking Bad. People just think of Breaking Bad. They think it was like a unofficial sequel or a prequel to it or something. Because <laughs> everyone loves prequels. Um, I was like, I mean, people do love prequels though. Ever since Star Wars flipped the flipped the genre, flipped the script, and made the prequel, um, <laughs> made the prequel. But yeah, you know what I mean. They made the what they do. They made the prequels last. They made the fourth one first. Yeah, we know Star Wars. Um, <laughs> everybody knows Star Wars. What if you're listening to this right now and you're like, "What is this Star Wars thing you're talking about? I've never heard of that." Hmm, that's okay. Uh, check it out. <laughs> check it out. Give it a Google. Now, I'm sure everyone, I think probably everyone who's listened to podcasts has also at least heard of Star Wars. Because that, that's probably like a Venn diagram that has a huge overlapping that just looks like one circle. Um, But what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I was talking about Dr. Phil and Oprah. Why do I think those shows are successful? Like, do I think they're tricking? I don't think they're really tricking people. I think they're like allowing people to to kind of like almost trick themselves <laughs> I don't know I think that the things that like Dr. Phil and Oprah like I think they mean well actually I think that they're just capital capitalists that's the word I was looking for like they just capitalize it's hard to say capitalize on on people's not misfortune but people's just on not being motivated and people not really having direction or knowing what they want to do and looking for like a like a a parent or a counselor or a teacher but like looking for these figures in in like the media or in in Hollywood or in uh on TV like it's people who they're just cuz i i bet there's there's so many people out there who just who are like looking for some sort of purpose you know like they're looking for something that that they love to do that that motivates them every day to to keep like creating and keep keep like doing like it's not necessarily a job because a lot of people have jobs that they give them money in exchange for going somewhere and doing something that they hate (laughs) so that's not and like money yeah that's like the it's like the lifeblood it's the it's like a way of life the way of life um, the way of like supporting your life and being safe and healthy it's like you need money but I think you need like some sort of you need something that you love that you can do like every day and that doesn't 
it's not necessarily your job. But if you are, if you are getting paid to do something you love, though, then then you're really like next level, Doctor Phil and Oprah. <laughs> you're like you've reached the the pinnacle of their self actualization pyramid. Because um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's like the ultimate. I'd say that's like the ultimate goal, like in life, really. <laughs> Since we live in a capitalist um, society, where like it's just a competition for money and goods and resources and like success and wealth and accumulation. But I mean, I don't think I don't think getting a ton of money makes you happy at all. But I think um, finding something that you love to do, and then if you can figure out a way to to get paid to do that um whether it's through like going to school for it getting the education or going through a apprenticeship program or doing an internship or whatever like starting at the bottom working your way up the ladder doing grunt work and um yeah like wherever you have to start but if you can make your way to um doing something that you love to do and then getting paid to do that and then that's like the only thing that you really have to do because that's your job <laughs> and um yeah then you're like a winner then you're definitely a winner in my book <laughs> even if you but of course if you if you have a job that you don't like and then but you get paid to do it then that's like I like I like those people too because those are they have lots of discipline I would say but I mean some people I hope that people don't just like view it as like they gave up on life because that's like a very sad way to look at it because I mean depending on like your age and where you're at in your life if you're only like 30 years old but you already work a job that you that you don't like um I would say definitely just find a hobby like find find something whether it's like playing basketball or just going for a walk or going for a run or getting a dog and like walking your dog and taking her to the beach um like find something you love to do like listen to podcasts or making a podcast or writing or reading or watching even watching tv because you can watch some some good informational stuff on tv you can find like pbs come on now come on pbs <laughs> um public access you can find like interesting like enlightening perspective widening stuff on TV, it's not just, but I, I like Jersey Shore, I mean, don't get me, <laughs> I think Jersey Shore is, like, perspective widening, because it, I would never even know, like, what guidos are, like, I don't even know, I didn't know what a guido was until I watched Jersey Shore, so, it actually did, like, it gave me some, like, it cultured me, it, it gave me more culture, it, it, I don't know, it gave me, like, a new point of view, I think, it's it's interesting. It's like a slice of life type of show. Jersey Shore. It's kind of just a slice a slice of life. Like what it would be like to be like a meathead living in New Jersey, just lifting weights every day, tanning, going doing your laundry, going to nightclubs, fist bump fist pumping and fist bumping. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's people like people write it off because it looks. It looks like dumb and fun and there's people yelling at each other and arguing all the time. I mean, that is what reality TV is though. But I think it's it's like super interesting because 
most people who watch Jersey Shore probably are not from New Jersey or have never even been to New Jersey. So they really have no idea what it's like there. And I'm not saying that that's what everyone is like in New Jersey, but I bet there's some people who are like, who are Guidos and Guidettes. I mean, yeah, there's like a huge Italian population in New Jersey, I think. I mean, based on New Jersey Shore, I'm, I'm led to believe this, but I think there is. I think it's a really diverse state too. I think they have lots of people from different backgrounds there, but um, why am I defending Jersey Shore? I think it's not as useless as people like say it is. People think it might be like a waste of time or something, or just like garbage TV. But like, what is garbage TV? I, I could th- I could say like watching an old sitcom is garbage just because you've already seen it. Probably like you've already seen that episode. You know, <laughs> that could be garbage. You're just watching something you've already seen. You're just watching like an old Seinfeld or something. We're watching an an old episode of name it, whatever, any show, Friends, Seinfeld, <laughs> those are good, good sitcoms to watch, though, if you are going to watch, rewatch old sitcom episodes, but, um, yeah, I think, I think reality TV, like, like Jersey Shore, or The Real World, or Survivor, I think it's so interesting, it's, it's also an exploration into human psychology, that's really, because it explores, like, and sociology. It's psychology and sociology. Because it explores how people interact in groups. And like when they're forced to live in a group. And they're forced to share resources and work together. And like in Survivor they have to compete against each other. Like in teams and physical competitions. And mental like solve puzzles and stuff. And I don't know. It's like the Amazing Race. The Amazing Race is a great exploration of that stuff too. Because... It's so intense, like how people have to. It's like they're running away from zombies. That's. What, I was talking to Sean the other yesterday when we were playing Froth. It almost felt like we were running away. It was. It was almost like The Walking Dead, and we were running away from zombies because um, there's there's some other people on the course, some other people frothing at the same time as us, like behind us. So we had this group behind us, and we were just. I don't know, we were just, like, trying to move fast and devising plans (laughs) to try to get ahead of this group because we didn't want them to to catch us because we didn't want to... I don't know why. We were being so dramatic. But (laughs) we were like, we're not going to let this group catch us. Um, But it was like The Walking Dead. And that's what, like, The Amazing Race is like because you're you're always devising plans. Um, I like how I say devising plans. But you're making, like... Plan B, Plan C, Plan D. You're, um... (laughs) I just go through... What if I just did the whole alphabet right there? I'm like, Plan E, Plan F, Plan G, Plan H, (laughs) Z. (laughs) Um, But no, it's intense. Like, The Amazing Race is a super intense show. Because everyone's racing to make it to the same destination. It's almost like... It's almost like if you took Survivor. Like, if you took one of those challenges. And then just splayed it across, like, the whole world. And you just spread it across the whole world it's it's like a, a survivor challenge that, that you have to go intercontinental <laughs> you have to go across oceans and stuff but that's an expensive show too i wonder how much it costs to to make the amazing race I, it is the same it's mark burnett isn't it mark burnett the same dude as survivor 
who made Survivor. But um, what am I saying? I'm saying I, like, I love reality TV. I, I think reality TV might be my favorite thing to watch. Because it's the most, yeah, it's the most direct, like, experimental. It's almost, it reminds me of, the, um, like, the Stanford, remember, like, the Stanford prison experiment? And, like, when people, wait, was that the one with, the, like, the, the acid, when they tested acid on, on people? That might be a different one. Actually, no, that is a different one. The, the Stanford prison experiment was a little different, but um, either way. There was like a movie made about it. Um, either way, reality TV reminds me of like one of those experiments just being shown in a in a TV in a C, TV series form. I suppose it's almost like if you if you modernized some sort of prison experiment and and took it and surrounded it with like bottles of Ciroc and Grey Goose and <laughs> and duck phones and people yelling at each other and driving go-karts on the roof and having sex in the jacuzzi and, and you know like every like sleeping in till 4 p.m and staying up till 7 a.m doing all those things and um going to nightclubs and fist pumping the night away but it's they kind of disguise they disguise the experiment with those um extravagant activities and things that look like fun and stuff but I think it's really it is more of an experiment and just like an exploration a deep dive into the, the human psyche like what would happen if we put these these eight like meatheads from New Jersey <laughs> we put them together in a house we give them unlimited booze food we make them work at a t-shirt shop for like a couple of days a week just to throw a monkey wrench in there just to kind of confuse things and be like, wait, why am I working at a t-shirt shop? I'm, I'm on TV. Like, have you ever thought about it? The funniest part about Jersey Shore is they make them work at a t-shirt shop and they're, they're on, when they're on MTV. Like, these guys, it's such a fake job. Because if you've ever heard like how much Jersey Shore... I mean, I'm sure the first season they didn't make that much money, but after the first season, when it got super popular, um, they're making like millions of dollars. <laughs> like, like the Jersey Shore cast is making each one of those people is making millions. They're multimillionaires, and then, but they have to have the the facade. They have to have the fake, the fakeness um, of pretending to work at a t-shirt shop on the pier. <laughs> like when in reality, they're. They're actually way richer than their boss, uh, Danny. Danny's the the t-shirt shop guy, and I think he's also the the owner of the home that they rented out, <laughs> or rented out, or bought, or whatever, whatever MTV did with that uh, beach house, with the shore house down in uh, Seaside Heights in New Jersey. But um, yeah, that the dynamic doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense because <laughs> every like the situation, or Ronnie, or Polly D, or Snooky or whatever, they're all they're all way richer than Danny, <laughs> who's supposed to be their boss at the t-shirt shop. So, so why would they why would they listen to anything he says? Like, why would they ever take direction from him or do anything? He's because they're like it doesn't make any sense. They don't. But it must have been part of the the contract. That's the only thing I can think of. Is it must have been part of like the 
the MTV contract that that each each cast member uh, signed. That they're like, I will. I'll work for this T-shirt shop for like twice a week or whatever, and <laughs> pretend to be an employee. <laughs> but, but then the funny thing is, um, like Snooky in the situation, like they're always like taking naps, just, just sleeping, like on the job, <laughs> or they, like, they just won't show up, or they'll they'll be like an hour late or something, or or leave like super early, or or like be drunk when they get <laughs> when they show up, <laughs> or like or anything. Like you can tell that. Um, yeah, they don't, they don't care because, because like I said, that they have way more money than, uh, than Danny. (laughs) It doesn't, you can't, is it possible to have a boss? I honestly think in like, um, in the society, the way that our society is set up with, uh, like capitalism and all that stuff, um, you can't have a boss that has less money than you. That's like (laughs) rule number one of having a boss is they have to be. Yeah, they have to have, be doing better than you, have more money than you. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting, but just think about it. Like, you wouldn't respect a person as much who is your boss. Like, they're supposed to be, be your boss. They're supposed to be your supervisor and telling you what to do. But, but somehow you have more money than them. It, it doesn't make, the dynamic doesn't make any sense. Because then you should just be their boss in that scenario. But, um, I suppose it comes back to experience too because maybe your boss could be they could have like 30 years of experience but maybe they have a gambling addiction or something (laughs) or they you know they have some sort of problem where they lose all their money every year because they bet they bet on the buffalo bills to be in the super bowl (laughs) because they're they're a huge buffalo bills fan (laughs) they're a huge fan of buffalo bill um from what's that uh hannibal lecter I've never seen Science of the Lambs. I've never seen that one. I think that's what Buffalo Bill's from. Um, all right. Man, it's a beautiful day out today. I'm definitely going to go out for a walk or something. Go out, maybe go to Blythe. Spend some time outside outside on my birthday. Um, yeah, blue skies. Sun's out. It's a great day. Hopefully going to be like 65 degrees today. It'll be perfect. Go to the pizza coop tonight. Maybe go to Locust. Um, watch some NBA today. I'm about to listen to the Adam Carolla show. I listened yesterday to that episode. It's the first one I listened to in a while. Um, I'm going to hop to it. I'm gonna, Man, this has been a good little chat. I didn't think I was going to talk this long. But <laughs> see, that's what happens sometimes. I just get myself going and... Um, it's a it's a domino effect. That's what it is. Like a podcast, every single podcast is just pushing the first domino, and then then you just keep going. You just follow follow the the thread basically. Just keep talking about. That's what I love about podcasts is you don't have. There's no one telling me like I have to talk about something. <laughs> I love not having not having like a, a boss or producer or anyone who can who can like just tell me like what to do. Like I love just. The best thing about making stuff and being a creative person is just being able to create stuff and not have, um, not have someone like tell me how to do it. Although, like, I would, I mean, you you take money for in in um, exchange for creative license, I suppose. But 
So I would obviously take money for it. <laughs> if anyone out there is listening, is like, yeah, sure, I I would take money to to make a podcast or whatever, to write books, to publish books, or to write for a website, or you know, write articles, or for magazine or newspaper or whatever. But the best part about like doing this kind of stuff is just how organic it is and how it's like a hundred percent representation of myself of me (laughs) because like if I if I did have like a production company or something or some producers or whatever people tell me like how to do stuff and but because they're paying me money like they're giving me they're giving me money to do it so I have to listen to them you know (laughs) I have to I have to bend my bend my rules bend my genre to to fit in with like with that company with their with their image with their values and what they're trying to put across but um that's what I love about doing stuff by myself like this and just making it by myself because it's a hundred percent me it's it's I like it like I like not being it's not stepped on by um by other opinions or anything not that like that stuff can make it can also make your product way better like if you have like a good if I had like a good team of producers or um yeah like people who are in the business like they, they know what they're talking about then yeah maybe or for sh- like that could work out and it could make it a better product and also um reach like a larger audience like reach more people um expand your listenership or readership or whatnot but yeah those are like some benefits to it but then the best part about doing it by yourself is I get, I just do whatever I want, you know, I can make it four hours long, I can make it four minutes long, I can talk about whatever I want, I can, yeah, it's pretty much freedom, I love it, I love creative freedom, but, um, yeah, I don't know, that's what it is, it is what it is, that's, I, I kind of just backed myself into a corner there, <laughs> I just kind of walked into a dead end and be like, and then I turned around and I was like, what, what was I talking about, um, alright, that's it, that's all, happy birthday, Happy birthday to me. <laughs> I'm not going to sing the song because does it, I'm pretty sure I've heard that Michael Jackson owns the rights to the happy birthday song. I'm going to look this up. I want to look up who owns the rights to, let's see. I, I'm pretty sure, didn't Michael Jackson buy all the rights to the to the Beatles? Um, to like their whole catalog. But why... I don't get why the happy birthday song, like, it's such a lame song. Like, if you think about it, like, um, people, like, glorify it and stuff, but it's even worse than, like, um, even, even, like, the Star Spangled Banner is more, like, more exciting of a song, like, a better song than happy birthday. (laughs) Like, at least the Star Spangled Banner has, like, some ups and downs and some, some valleys and, it at least goes somewhere. It's, a little, it's like Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner's the Bohemian Rhapsody of patriarch songs. But um, who owns it? I'm looking for who owns it, not own owner. There we go. Um, Happy Birthday. Regist- it's a registered copyright. Um, Warner and Chapel. From the Summy Company. Who owns... How come I thought that... Yes. Who owns Happy Birthday Song? 
Okay, that's just a rumor. Because it says, uh, some may think otherwise, neither Paul McCartney nor Michael Jackson has ever owned the Happy Birthday song. Okay, there you go. So, it was a com- it was a myth. People did think that. I wasn't the only one. And apparently, Warner brings in over $2 million a year in royalties um, from Happy Birthday, which they claim to have acquired from a company they bought in 1998 for $25 million. Wait, I don't understand how that works. Like who who is paying who's paying royalties to sing to sing Happy Birthday? I don't like why wouldn't you just make your own Happy Birthday song? Like I don't who would pay money to sing that song? A terrible a terrible song. It's such a bad song. It's so so lame and one note, you know. Nothing interesting about it, but the fact that they're making millions of dollars a year because people, probably like TV, it's probably, or like movies and like, yeah, I'd say it's that kind of stuff. The stuff that's being shown on the big screen. I can't believe it. Or the small screen or whatever, (laughs) the big screen or a small screen. I can't believe that people actually pay for the right to use that song. It's such a lame song. Uh, (laughs) Because it'd be so much better if you just wrote your own I'm going to write one right now. <laughs> I'm going to write one that's try. It's not going to be reminiscent of uh, the other one. Um, it's a happy birthday. Today's my birthday. And it's a great day in the neighborhood. That's another song. <laughs> um, it's a happy birthday. It's a day of birth. The birthday. This isn't really a song, it's just talking, but I'm going to keep going. It's a happy birthday, a day of birth for me. Yes, it's the birthday, birthday, birthday. It's a birthday. There you go. (laughs) That was it. That was was your happy birthday song. (laughs) That's my version of... um, that's my version of, of my happy birthday song. I liked it. It's a birthday. It's a day of birth for me. It's a birthday. It's a birthday. A birthday. Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That was great. I think that's a good song. That's actually, that's a better song. Than, <laughs> that's a better song than the other one. Um, that's a great point to leave it off. That's a great time to leave it. All right. That's a conclusion right there. It's a birthday. I'm going to go have a day. Have myself a day. Um, I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to do something fun today. Let's go. Let's do it. I don't know. I'm going to get outside. Get outside and do something. I want to play catch. Maybe, maybe I'll play catch. Play, play some stickball with my dad. I want to find, find an old newspaper. <laughs> Extra, 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 birthday, birthday. Um, yeah, I played baseball catch with my dad the other day. That was in the backyard, just where I'm standing right now. I love a good catch. I love to play. Oh, now the other, now it's a garbage truck is driving by. You can probably hear in the background. But, um, yeah, things are happening. Things are moving. It's, it's coming. Everything's coming together. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I just emailed, uh, I email, emailed the dudes over at Jash. I don't think it's, it's not even called Jash anymore. It's called something else. 
the company that I used to intern for briefly back in September 2015 when I first moved to Los Angeles. But um, yeah, so I emailed them, told, let them know that I'm coming back. Things are in the works, you know. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. Try to get an opportunity with them this summer. It doesn't matter. Even if I didn't, I'm, there's going to be so many opportunities down there that... It's crazy. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> I'm just excited. I'm excited for like a new chapter. Just a new, it's just a new adventure, you know. It feels like I've been doing this uh, Pullman and back home Bothell and Pullman, this kind of thing for the last few years. But I love it. Like I love Pullman and Bothell. They're homes. They're both homes for me. I look at Pullman, a Stars Born HQ over Coffee House Apartments across the street from Washington State University. Up on the second floor of those coffee house apartments. I mean, that is like... Oh, there goes a, there goes a garbage truck. Super loud there. Um, yeah, Pullman's definitely a second home for me. But I, don't, I just want to find... Like, kind of... It sounds kind of weird, but... Like, find a new home. Like, I want to... Not find, but like, build. Like, I want to build a new home. Like, establish. Not like, literally build a house. But I want to establish, like, a new... Like home, like in my heart. <laughs> Sounds so corny. <laughs> a home, a new home for my heart, you know? <laughs> um, no, because it's true. Like, like Pullman didn't mean anything to me the first time I went there or whatever. Back in, when was the first time I went to Pullman? Probably in like 10th grade or something. But it doesn't mean anything to you the first time you go there. But, but now when I go back to Pullman, I spent so many, like years, I spent years there. So it's just, it has like so much meaning that's just built around it. Like so much value. Like I'll just walk by things and be like, oh yeah, that's, that's that one time that this happened. Or I did this. Or we had this crazy night. Or <laughs> Greg's dad ran down the street with a traffic cone on, on his head in this street. <laughs> or, you know, like everything. Like all, all the fun things. Or like all the crazy adventures and fun experiences and it's all like wrapped it's, it all becomes kind of um, soaked up by the town I would say I don't know how, how else to describe it it's kind of uh, like a curtain it's just kind of draped over the town or the place or the city or wherever you go it's just a memory cur- a curtain of memories you know <laughs> I don't know what, what is it something about being in a place and living in a place for a long enough time and establishing yourself there and like making like a routine and making friends like meeting people and doing new things like doing new activities and exploring and like learning about yourself and there's something about that you know that like I know that like now Los Angeles might not mean that much to me or Oh, there goes the garbage truck. Super loud. But, um, like, yeah, I go down there, live down there for a year. Like, I mean, I'm obviously going to live there for however long. I'm I'm not planning anything. I just, I'm going to go there and then just take, take opportunities. See what opportunities are offered, offered to me next. But I want to be there for as long as, as long as it takes, you know what I mean? As long as I want, as long as. Dude, I just, I'm so excited just to, I want to be a career. This is what my career is going to be. It's not, it sounds like such like silly, just 
pipe dreams. Like that's what people always say. Well, your pipe dreams. <laughs> I love, I love it. I love it when people like give me that doubt or like kind of throw that shade. I almost look at it as like throwing shade. Like you really, you're really doubting me right now. <laughs> or like, um, I'm talking so much smack about the the dentist, but this this, this stands out. Like I. I listen to how like how people say things and like even the words that they use. So um, this is what happened. I don't. I I think this is pretty pretty straightforward. So the dentist, she asked me. Um, she's like, "Oh yeah, I heard your parents are leaving because I think my dad had just been there to, and she had she had taken care of my dad too." So she's like, "Yeah, your parents are leaving." It's like, "So what are you gonna do?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm moving to California." And then, so yeah, I told, I told her like about, yeah, I'm playing, I'm moving to California. And then, um, yeah, like just a few minutes later, like literally just a few minutes later, the, the main dentist comes in and, um, and then the dentist, the dental hygienist or whatever is talking to her and she's saying like, yeah. And then she mentions, she's like, yeah, he's, he's thinking, he, like he's thinking he might move to California as what she said. She said, she said, he's thinking he might move to California. And, and I didn't say anything, obviously. Um, I probably had like stuff in my mouth, uh, like tools or something, power tools. But just hearing her say that, I got like a, like a spark, like a spark of fire. Just kind of like, like I've heard it like flicker, like in my belly. I was just like, Ooh, like the way you said that. That got me super motivated right there. <laughs> like, like I heard, I heard that doubt. I heard all that doubt in your voice. But I mean, I don't think I'm not trying to like prove everyone wrong. Like I'm not one of those people who thinks that everyone's against me. Like I'm trying to prove everyone wrong. But I, I pretty clearly, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm pretty clearly made it. All I said to her is, I didn't say when, when she asked, what, what are you doing when your parents moved to Spokane? <laughs> I didn't say. I think. I didn't say I think I might move to California. I said I I am I'm moving to California. I'm moving to Los Angeles. <laughs> I didn't say I, I'm thinking about it or I might do it. So I, I that kind of it didn't frustrate me, but it just it was like, ooh, you really you actually doubt you're doubting me? You you don't think that you don't think I'm gonna do it? <laughs> that's like that's what I thought. Like right when she said it, I was like, Oh, you don't think you don't think I can do it? Um just watch. I mean, you're not going to see it because you're just my dentist and this is the last time I'm going to see you is this week, tomorrow, unfortunately. <laughs> I have to go back again tomorrow. But um, it just made me, it like got me a little fired up. It, yeah, it got me a little pumped up there for a second. I was like, even though I know that she didn't mean, she probably was, like in her heart, she probably wasn't trying to be mean or she wasn't trying to throw shade at me or be doubt. Maybe she was, maybe she did doubt. But I, I it just kind of, it like it didn't bother me, but it just kind of uh, got me a little pumped up. It motivated me, cause I was like, um, yeah, it did. The way that you say something, the way you say stuff, and the words you use—not not necessarily even the words you use, but definitely just the way you say stuff. I don't know. It's <laughs> it just got me pumped up. It's like, what do you mean? I'm thinking I might move to California. I mean, just just watch me do it is that that's all I could that's all I could think when she was when, when she was saying that because it, it's kind of fresh it's not frustrating but it's like if you say one thing to someone and then then they turn around and just they say it just a little differently they say it it just maybe she maybe the thing is though 
maybe she was trying to motivate me. Maybe, maybe that's how, like, deep she was thinking about it. <laughs> or no, she probably wasn't thinking about it as deeply as I am. <laughs> Obviously not. But, um, yeah, maybe she was, maybe she was trying to help me out and be like, I'm, I'm just going to motivate him just by saying he thinks he might do it. But I don't know. I think that's kind of, it just got me pumped up. That's all I can say. All I can talk about is how, how it made me feel. And I like, I get excited to prove people wrong. <laughs> I get excited to prove people right to them. Like if people, people support me and they, they're like, oh yeah, dude, just go do it. Like, just go chase your dreams. Go do, do whatever it takes to, to make it happen. You know, move, move wherever, wherever you need to go or do whatever you need to do. Um, go, go become a TV writer, become a reality TV writer or a famous author or famous podcaster or actor or whatever, you know, stamp comic. I want to do that. That's that's one thing I want. I really want to do. Um, I've been holding out for way too long, obviously. But I'm still young. Like, I always listen to people on Kill Tony. I listen to people on Kill Tony who are, like, third, like in their 30s, like 35 or something, and they're doing stand-up for the first time ever on the show. So I'm just turning 26. So I'm not saying, like, I'm ahead of the game or anything, but I definitely don't... I don't feel old, really. I just feel right pretty much feel like right where I should be right where I, I need to be like not really like in nowadays <laughs> like there's people older like a decade older than me like who are 36 who act like children like who who act like they're still like college students or you know what I mean the, the kind of what's the word um oh arrested development that's <laughs> that's what it is that's what arrested development is when people like the prolonged adolescence i mean like not becoming an adult like wanting to be just a kid or just um stay at one point in your life forever just be that like college kid or be that high school kid i think that's become like a bit of an epidemic <laughs> because i don't know i mean i see i just see people like in their 40s nowadays who just who act like children like i think i honestly think when I was a kid, like a decade ago or whatever, I think that adults act more adult. <laughs> but now, adults act like children. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know. It is what it is. What are you going to do? It's, um, it's social media and like the internet and uh, everyone has like their own like Instagram like following and account or whatever. They all, everyone thinks that it's special. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm the same thing though because... I'm like, I got this podcast. I think it's special. <laughs> I, th- I think it's unique and special. And But I mean, I look at that differently. I look at the podcast and I look at making a podcast and writing a blog and writing books. That's definitely, that's different. That's different kind of content than people who just take pictures of themselves and post on Instagram. <laughs> that's because that is just the ultimate level of uh, like narcissism and laziness. It's like when those things meet each other, that's, that's what Instagram, that's when it was created (laughs) because, um, yeah, it takes no skill. It takes no talent or skill or any, like any artistic, like artistic ability or, um, it doesn't, it doesn't show your, like your uniqueness really. It's just, you're taking a picture of yourself and then putting like a filter on it. (laughs) So you're actually like obscuring original originality. You're making 
you're making an original product and um how do I say like watering it down (laughs) because it it should just be a picture it shouldn't be any filter it should just be a picture on Instagram but the kind of yeah they're just watering down their products with um these filters I don't know I sound like such an old man right (laughs) old man artisan right now 26 26 these kids on their Instagram um (laughs) what am I trying to say I'm trying to say I I think I think there's a difference between content like some people I'll hear people say like they're making content but I think I mean all content is is good like in and of itself like the fact that you made it that it did not exist before and then you took time time and energy and uh set aside and then just banged it out you did it like like I do like I do with these podcasts I just set aside I'm like I need this much time I'm going to record it. I'm not going to edit it at all. I'm not even going to listen to I'm not even going to listen to the whole thing. You know what I mean? I'll just listen to a little bit just to make sure that it sounds good. But it's not it's not um what what was I saying there before? Oh, that's a loud plane flying overhead right now. I was saying that I think some people I think all content is good because it adds to like the creative cloud. What am I trying? The the ether, it's kind of a, just shoots it up into the ether like a like an Elon Musk shooting a rocket to the moon or to Mars or whatever. But I I still think there's a difference between like good good con. I don't know. It's not good content. That's a weird way to describe it. But <laughs> I think that if you're just posting stuff on Facebook. Like no, who reads? Nobody reads Facebook posts anymore. By the way, no, I don't think nobody goes on. Even if you use Facebook to post stuff, I, I doubt that you people read other people's posts. I mean, I haven't, I haven't read stuff that people post on Facebook for years. <laughs> so, especially since they had the whole um, privacy breach, information breach thing. Nobody likes that. But then I was talking to Sean about it, and I was just saying that like. I don't think, I never think that I'm important enough. I think we mentioned this on the podcast. Um, I don't think that I'm important enough for like the government to be spying on me or that I'm not even, I'm not um, paranoid about it because I'm not doing anything illegal. Like why would, why would I be worried? What was there to be worried about? And there's so many, what, there's like 330 million people in the US now. And there's what, like 8 billion people in the world it doesn't make it doesn't add up there's not there's not enough resources to to spy on like every single person in the world or every person even in uh the country in the US it doesn't really make any sense to me <laughs> i don't know it's like what's the, what's the result going to be what's the end game going to be if i do get like my i'm sure that i'm being like listened to or or watched or or there's cameras everywhere you know like there's i'm listening to you're listening to from your phone from your iphone even when it's just sitting in your pocket, it's still listening to you. Because then you see, like, you see ads pop up when you uh, go to Google or whatever, or Google, or Facebook or whatever. You'll see those ads pop up. So it's like, I'm already being listened to. But it's just for, it's mostly for advertising purposes, you know? It, everything comes back to money. It's just because, yeah, they want those ads. They want those related products. The things that they think that, they think I'm interested in. And that. I'm dumb enough to just press on some 
link and then be like, oh, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this shirt or get this movie because <laughs> I was just talking about it. I was just talking about this. Now I'm going to buy it because here it is. <laughs> but um, I'm sure maybe it works on people. Maybe people do do that stuff. They do buy stuff that they see just links to on Google. <laughs> but um, what was I trying to say? I think that it's unless I see some sort of like concrete, like I don't have any fear about it really is what I'm trying to say. Like, what's the fear? What's the fear of me being, I'm not saying it's good. (laughs) I'm not one of those people that's like, that says, that thinks it's like good to be spied on by the government. I mean, obviously not, but I just don't think it is. I just think it's like, doesn't make much of a difference. I think nothing's going to happen from it really. What's going to, I don't know. Maybe I'm, Maybe I'm naive, but <laughs> I, I think uh, AI, singularity, that's like something that's like a little more interesting to me. Like when, um, like Elon Musk has talked about, like the moment when, <laughs> this is like such Will Smith movie stuff though, but it's, I don't know, it's going to happen, sure. Maybe not in our lifetime, but maybe in a couple hundred years or something. Maybe it won't be as as soon as people think, but sure, of course, this, the singularity, <laughs> robots, AI, artificial intelligence, robots will become like smarter, more intelligent than humans. I could see it. I don't think my prediction. I'm gonna say not as soon as Elon Musk is saying. Like I think Elon Musk is thinking that it's gonna be like in the next twenty years. I think that's what he thinks. But I mean, I'm not doubting. It. He's like a evil genius or not even evil just a mad genius but um so I would it'd be kind of weird to doubt him but I'd say it's gonna be closer to like maybe like 100 years 200 years from now (laughs) just because I don't want it I don't want it to be when I'm like in my prime like why would that would stink (laughs) you're just coming up you're like in the prime of your life I mean no that'd be terrible if it happened right now because I feel like I'm in my prime right now of course, I feel like I'm at the top of my game, turning 26. Just what? That's a great age. 26 is a great age to be turning. It's kind of just like right there, right? Like you're not old at all. Like 26 is not an old person, but you're not really. You're still young. You're obviously a young person, but you're not like super young. You're kind of you're you're old young is what I would describe it as. Old young. Not not young old. Young old is more like like forty six. I would say forty six is young old, but then twenty six is old young, because <laughs> you're like an old young person. Um, there you go. That's that's it. <laughs> that's that's all. All right, it's over. I'm gonna end it. I talked way longer than I thought I would. So it's brilliant, brilliant. I'm gonna have a great birthday. I'm gonna have a great day. Pizza coop. Pizza coop. All right. Ja Rule. Keep it crispy. I love you. It's birthday. It's a birthday. It's my birthday. Birthday, birthday, birthday. Birthday, birthday, birthday. <laughs> it's a birthday. <laughs> That's a great song. All right. There we go. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should write that song down. <laughs> it's a birthday. Birthday, 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 birthday. Whose birthday? My birthday. It's me. Birthday. birthday. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's we're still working on it. It's a workshop. Um, 
it's kind of a scat. It's kind of like a scatting song. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like ska meets scat. <laughs> All right. All right, that's it. It's over. I'm gonna, now it's over. I love you. All righty. Here we go. BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com. Get yourself a professional therapist. Uh, licensed. Um, about 60 bucks a week. Uh, you're billed every four weeks. Um, just go on over to BetterHelp.com. I mean, what can I say? Like... The value in talking to a professional therapist. What do I know about it? I mean, I've had a therapist. It can be tough finding the right therapist. I mean, I've done it. Like, one of them in the past was like, we're going to play in, like, this sandcastle. Like, you're going to, like, build these, like, miniature sandcastles. And, like, that's how you're going to solve your... (laughs) You're you're going to express yourself through this this sandbox and um i don't know maybe she had a cat in the <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it was and maybe she wanted me to clean up her kitty litter i don't know what it was but that therapist did not really work for me they were like in an office park like you know office parks like just reminds you of like smoking weed like in high school um like, that's where you would go. you go to the office park. That, that's the only thing. People are, they're either at work or you're doing drugs if you're in an, you know, in an office park, you know? There's no, no one, you're either forced to be there or you are not sober. You're <laughs> trying to get based, you know? Or you're trying to elevate yourself. That's what office parks are, you know? But, um... Yeah, so that's why I was like, I can't go to this therapist in this office park. But <laughs> but I think it, there is value in seeing a therapist. And whether you're seeing them in person or you're talking to them on the phone. And, uh, I mean, I talked to my buddy Brett Hogue on the podcast on Arnie Pod. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, it feels like talking to a therapist at times. But But then there's times where you're like, I can't present Brett with all this. I can't put the weight of the world, of my world, like a gorilla on his back. I can't do that to my friend on the air, on wax. So it's like, at times you're like, I really do need to speak with like a licensed professional who's like, who can talk to you about like some of the more serious stuff. Like, like it it gets all like lighthearted with when Brett's on the pod. So, um... Yeah, that's the beauty in something like BetterHelp. Uh, go on to BetterHelp.com. And, um, yeah, just uh, you can, like, fish around and find a, the right fit for you, for a therapist. And um, use the keyword ArniePod. <laughs> no, don't use the keyword ArniePod. Um, that's not going to get you any benefits. But it's okay, though, because this is till, it's still, like, a, a totally normal read I'm doing. <laughs> It's a, a totally um, sanctioned advertisement. <laughs> no, but anyway, betterhelp.com. Um, you know, BetterHelp from the podcast, all right? Um, I mean, it's really mental health is at a premium. Mental health has never been more important than in 2023. You know, um, 
like with the future being like in the metaverse, like people are going to be like not even living in reality necessarily. You're going to have to like go talk to your therapist like in virtual reality, like you like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. You're just like doing a podcast with your therapist in the metaverse or something. Like what does the future hold, you know? Maybe that kind of stuff, maybe it stresses you out. Um, And if you're with BetterHelp and you want to advertise on Arnipod, if you would like to be advertised and pay me, um, dude, if you want to give me money, just contact me, dude. That's the thing. With Arnipod, if you want to support Arnipod, just contact Arnipod. Just hit me up somehow. I'm, I'm on Twitter slash X. Speaking of Elon Musk, um, you know, where do you hit Arnipod? You can reply to my episodes on Spotify, probably. Yeah, you can do the reply feature. You can hit me up. I'll read your Q&A. Um, you, many ways to contact Arnipod. You can Venmo Arnipod, at Arnipod. Um, this is BetterHelp. <laughs> We're still talking about BetterHelp. And um, I think it's just... It's just, it's nice to have someone in your corner, you know, like, like you're a boxer, you know, life can be like a boxing match, you know, you can get some punches thrown your way. It might knock you off your balance, but, uh, it's good to have that licensed professional therapist in your corner, um, ready to wave the white flag if that's what's best for you, or they're ready to take out your mouth guard and spray some water on your, from one of those like water bladder thingies, just like spritz yourself in the face and like wipe the blood off your nose and push you back into the, the ring of life, you know, cause life can put you through the ringer. But, um, if you got better help there for you, it's really that like support that really everybody needs. Like, and this is coming from someone who talks on a podcast and it's good just to talk, but it's definitely good to have a licensed professional therapist there to reply to you. <laughs> Sometimes when you're talking on Arnie pod, you kind of just keep talking and, uh, you find yourself, you may be talking in circles for hours or who knows It's like my uncle Steve says, friend of the pod, it's kind of just like a stream of consciousness kind of thing. So, um, it's kind of wherever that river may take you, but, um, this is BetterHelp. Let it take you to betterhelp.com and find yourself a, the right fit and, um, do some trial and error, find the right licensed professional therapist for you. And it's affordable and it's reasonable and you can do it however often you'd like. And, um, yeah, just go ahead and check all that stuff out betterhelp.com have a great day enjoy the rest of the pod baby enjoy the episode i'm about to walk into pet cemetery amc alderwood uh theater four it's 104 p.m right now the previews start at one showtime is one o'clock so previews start at one o'clock but walking in right now got a little cup of water courtesy cup walking in the previews right now
still here, still in line. Here we go. Now I'm walking in. All right, I'm gonna enjoy the movie. I'll get back to you after. Bye bye. What preview is this? Some space movie. Never seems so good, so good, so good, so good. Hey, 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 starfishes. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Let me interrupt myself for this brief interruption. Um, five stars on iTunes. Uh, please rate and review the podcast. Give it five stars. And with that, um, enjoy the rest of the episode. My car is in the front yard, and I'm Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery. I'm a pet cemeterian, a pet cemeterium. Okay, 3.42 p.m., back home on my birthday. Beautiful day out, actually. Gorgeous day. Blue skies, sun, high in the sky. Lucy in the sky. That was a movie that's on the previous trailer. Uh, Nally Portman, Lucy in the Sky. Looked pretty good. Um, Ma. Ma was a movie in the previews. I think it's a new, it's the same company that does the uh, Jordan Peele movies. Was it called like Bloomhouse? But that one looks really scary with uh, Octavia Spencer. Very, it, it, so much uh, FaceTime. Like, I've never seen that much FaceTime in a trailer. I mean, I'm sure it was intentional, but it was weird. It was distracting, very distracting. I don't like watching people on TV or in movies do FaceTime. Or, uh, like, go on Twitter. It's always boring. It's always... Like, it's boring to watch people do that in real life, so... Why would you want to watch someone do that in a movie? That's, uh... That's my two cents there. What about other... I was trying to think of the other... Oh, yeah, the Elton John. Um, I think it's Taron Edgerton. The guy from Kingsman. I believe that's the guy who does, um... Who's playing Elton John in the, the biopic called Rocket Man. <laughs> Which, just, he get He reminded me of, a. Lady Gaga, like I, she got her, her uh, costume, what like her extravagance, those crazy costumes. Um, Elton John had just as crazy, as you can see in the trailer for that movie. But I liked it. It looked it looked really good. That one looked great. And uh, Taron Edgerton, I think that's him. He's a he's a great actor. He's really good in that skiing movie. What's that skiing movie called? Eddie the Eagle, that's it. That's a good movie. I like that one. But um, as for Pet Cemetery, it was pretty. I'd give it a B. If I had to give a letter grade, I'd go B, solid B. I mean, nothing. John Lithgow was pretty good in it. Um, I don't know, nothing too crazy, nothing too spooky, or pretty like straightforward horror movie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, not not that not that great, but not it delivered like it delivered what what it was offering. And I had never read the 
Stephen King movie or um, novel, but it was based on the that one, that Stephen King novel. So it kind of seemed like that. It seemed very like pretty corny, pretty. You could tell it was <laughs> Stephen King wrote it. I don't know. I, his books, I haven't read. I don't think I've ever read a Stephen King book, but if you write as many books as he does, I'm sure that they're pretty, what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty, like, straightforward. Like, he just produces them like a, like a machine, like a robot. I think I'm getting him, I'm I'm getting him mixed up with Stephen Hawking, but, um, (laughs) no, you can't write that many horror books, and they're all, they've all got to be pretty, pretty similar, I would think. Because they're all in the horror genre, so there's only so many ways you can twist it. And I think like all his books are set in New England as well. This one was a house in Maine that the family moved to. Um, yeah, and if you don't know the plot of the movie, it's just a, a cemetery in the backyard of the the family's new house, and there's a bunch of pets buried there, and um, they come back to life. No, sorry for the spoiler alert, but <laughs> that's all I'll say. It's it's okay. It's I wouldn't I wouldn't say go spend your money on it, but I had a free ticket. I had a my mom had a few extra free AMC and Regal movie theater tickets. So used the AMC one and went to went to Alderwood, and um, it was fun. I'm happy I did it. Happy birthday to me. I'm not gonna sing the song though. Don't want to get sued by by um. What were their What were their names? Warner. One of them was Warner. Chappelle, Chappelle and Warner. Those were the two names. <laughs> Dave Chappelle and Kurt Warner are the owners of the Happy Birthday song. <laughs> um, all right, that's all. It's it was it was honestly not that great of a movie. It's pretty. What's the word? It's like cliche. It was like very cliche horror movie. You had all the elements. There was a doll in it that I thought was going to come to life, but never never really panned out so I thought the doll might kill some people but um it didn't so I was pretty bummed out about that (laughs) but all right um I'm gonna get out of here well I'm not gonna go anywhere but we actually are going to the pizza coop tonight like I said so get ready for that that's coming pretty soon I I think we're gonna head out pretty soon here so toodle do as always um I love you. Keep it crispy. Thanks for listening. It's my birthday. Yeah. It's a birthday. Mine? What? Happy birthday. Not the happy birthday song, though. Different one. <laughs> the one that I wrote earlier. Um, it was kind of hard to remember since I didn't write down or didn't have a very good catchy tune, but it's a birthday. What? Mine? Yeah. Birthday, birthday, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. As uh, as always, sayonara. Gran Torino. I just start saying off. Gran, Gran San Francisco. <laughs> Gran San Francisco. Gran. That'd be a. That's like San Francisco's weird cousin. Gran San Francisco. <laughs> All right. I wanna I wanna go to Gran San Francisco. Sounds like. Timbuktu. I keep trying to sign off, but I'm I'm blocking my own sign off. Alright. Where is Timbuktu anyway? Is that a real place or I'll have to look that up on the future podcast? 
Okay, it's over. Um, I'm going to go have a fun birthday. Great day. Cheese. <laughs> keep it crispy. Keep it cheesy. Bye-bye. Love you. If I had a million dollars, we wouldn't have to walk to the store.